Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the Wesson Walker Show. I think the most I've ever spent was like maybe, was maybe 150 it's a decent amount. It's Wes. And how much was the transaction that you had to pay her when the date was over? Wow. That's wow. an amazing insult. And Walker. It just makes me feel good. I can't get a woman out of the bed, but I can get my co-host or that's my right. show host out of the bed. That's I think right. you can get a woman in the bed, Fiddy. It's not about getting them out right now. Shut the hell up. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. <laughs> Definite inside joke. Oh, yeah, that's too that's too much. Broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Wes, the text line is not accepting all of the praise about a high-profile Alabama athlete with a high <laughs> IQ that the coach is all happy to have aboard. He's going to be a real difference maker as soon as he takes the floor. Slash field, does it sound familiar to you fans? Running Randall, here we go again. Mentioning IQ smarts with another Alabama player. That came through on the text line. We had another person tweet at us, trying to pull it up right now. Yeah, it's Hurricane Hugo, our guy. Jesus. Walker Mail talking to Brandon Miller about the coach. Cliff talking about his game IQ. Let's not go there again like we have been with our other poverty franchise a few blocks away. Gracious, poverty ah. franchise. People like to go to that every once in a while. <laughs> Look, man, here's the one thing I'll say. Yeah, I get why people are frustrated. I get that. You're not relying nearly as much on Brandon Miller this season as you are Bryce Young. No, not at all. Because all of the expectations with the first overall pick and Bryce Young, it was all about him coming in and leading this team to a possible division title. Mm -hmm. Like, we had that at least in the mix, and now it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And so I do think it's a lot different. Hopefully we'll get ready for Terry Rozier, but mm -hmm. it does seem different the high IQ Alabama guy, a lot more responsibility for Bryce. Yeah, but you saw in the preseason, you saw Brandon Miller show you some of the basketball oh, IQ yeah, you did. out there. So it's not like we're just speaking out of thin air. And we know what Bryce Young brings to the table. So, yes, we are uh, bringing it there, but I think the fans are just a little bit fatigued uh, with the lose. All right, so here we are. As I mentioned, we are at the Spectrum Center live for Hornets Media Day. Let's go back in spirit to the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Let's welcome what is a Hornets vet now, the Terry vet. Rozier, yes, to the program. Scary hours. Terry, how are you doing? Okay. Man? I'm good, man. How you guys? How you guys? We're uh, doing good. We're doing well. We appreciate the time. Um, scary hours, man. I'm with it. I'm excited to see what this season is going to bring. I know you guys dealt with a ton of injuries last year. Cruel, really. 36 games from Melo, a lot of guys in and out. It feels like the chemistry, as long as people can just stay on the court, will be a lot better this season. I'm knocking on wood, I promise. Like, it can't. <laughs> it, can't get, it can't get any worse last year, man. How excited are you coming into this season, especially when you look back at what happened last year? Uh, I know it sounds kind of cliche. I'm more, I'm more, this is the most I've been excited, you know, since I put on a Charlotte uniform mm. this offseason, just with the group of guys that we have, 
the pick that we got, picking up Brandon Miller and just seeing like the the younger guys already involved and you know being there early. You know we all been there this last couple of weeks. So it's just, and then for myself, just making sure my body feel great and, and me taking the time doing the things I really wanted to do over the summer as far as, you know, in the court and in the weight room. So I feel great and the guys look good. So, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's a blessing and I think we all, you know, excited about the season. Terry, you've taken a leadership responsibility pretty serious in the offseason. A lot of people rightfully praise you for getting these Miami trips organized, getting everybody together. Here you are talking about the young guys again. Does, I don't know if the the emphasis on leadership ever changes. But now these guys are getting a little older, right? right? Like, you still have younger players, but you still have Gordon in the locker room. LaMelo, another year older. P.J., back. Miles Bridges, back after missing a season. But these guys are getting deeper into their careers. Is there as much of an emphasis from you still on that front? Or does that change as these guys start to become vets themselves? No, it don't really change. You know, obviously, I'm a guy that let everybody be themselves, express themselves every day. But, uh, you know, obviously, just letting the guys know who we got at stake, got at stake and I think we all want the same thing, and that's to, you know, obviously take it day by day, but make it to the playoffs. So uh, I still try to, you know, you know, say what I got to say, say my piece about it. But uh, I think we all got the same ideas of what we want to do. So we don't really have to do too much talking to the, to the younger guys that's getting older. I think everybody is, is following ship, and everybody feel good about it. Terry, West Bryant misses nothing, or I try not to miss nothing. So when I saw you walking out here, I remember uh, once upon a time, you a big Puma guy. Now I see you coming out here walking in the Nike Kobe's. Are you switched over to, have you switched over to Nike now? Is that what you're going to be well, rocking on I court? am a free agent for now. Okay. Uh, keeping my options open. Put the you know, plug so, out there. Yeah, I'm taking all the heat that anybody got for me. If, you, if they if they send it in, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready to put it on. But uh, I definitely like the Kobe's. Um, and, you know, Nike's probably one of, you know, it's, it's, it's a great brand. So, you know, I'm just, I'm coming with a lot of heat this year until I sign, possibly. And so, Terry, now, like I said, with your status in the game as an OG on this team, man, just in your career, like, what's next for you? What do you feel like is the next steps for Terry Rozier? What are you looking to do this season? Um, I've definitely got some individual goals that I really want to, you know, that I'm doing different. I, I'm not going to share, you know, I'm keeping to myself. And, uh, and really try to get it done. But obviously, I think more so team things and, and for this city, I think we all, you know, like we've been raving about is the playoffs. And I think whatever, if you don't make the playoffs, whatever individual goals I got, it's, it's kind of a failure because, you know, me being in the playoffs, playing the playoffs for four years is like, it's a dream country. It's everything. So, you know, that's something that we all want to do, and that's something I really want for this city. And so a, a couple of seasons ago when you guys and, and Coach Borrego's last year, you guys were getting into that playing game, really exciting brand of basketball out there last year. All of the injuries and things like that kind of derailed things. But uh, how excited are you just to get back out there with all of the guys back intact, Miles back in tow, and then LaMelo and, and his continued ascension. How excited are you for the brand of basketball that the fans are going to see this year man i'm super excited super excited like i like i mentioned earlier this is the most excited i've ever been you know since i put on a charlotte uh charlotte hornet uniform and um you know i think the injuries is definitely you can't do nothing about them but we all feeling good obviously i think we're gonna attack the medical staff and do what we can and, and make sure we stay healthy for this season obviously having miles bridges back uh it's, it's huge for us uh you know great guy gonna get it done on the court 
got uh, the rookie that can get a lot of things done I've seen already. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Injuries for myself. I was injured the last two years at the beginning of the season. So hopefully, you know, knock on wood, I can stay healthy too. It's the theme of this interview. It's the theme of this interview. We can get this thing going, man. Um, man, I, I could even see the facial expression talking about Brandon. It, Seems like this guy's special, Terry. Nah, he is. He is. Well, Man, talk, talk to this me is, it. yeah. I can special. see it. This talk, guy's gushing. Well, talk to me. Why, why is he so special? He can just hoop. He got the, he got the perfect pace that you, you can't teach already for, you know, for, for a young guy, rookie. I think he... Uh, they say he look up to PG. I don't really see too much far far off from him. And he said he was the best player in the nation. That's what yeah. he said about Paul George. Yeah. Well, you know, that's yeah, <laughs> that's just the young guys coming up. I, I don't argue that, man. I, I, let youth, I let the young guys be the young guys. But uh, his pace and, and, and how just how unselfish he is, he can play with or without the ball. And like I, I'm already, I'm seeing this in three weeks and. Trust me, I, I, I know he's going to be, he's going to wake a lot of people up. I like that. That is a glowing Terry Rozier, folks. For those of you that can't Facts. see, a glowing Terry Rozier talking about the rookie in Brandon Miller. I did want to continue to ask a little bit more about the younger players. <laughs> you know, I got to ask you about this. When we're talking about the social media, and I remember, man, I think it was at the end of this past season, you left the podium saying, don't nobody get no trouble. You know. Maybe that hasn't been 100% true. Like, it, it kind of has been. I do want to speak a little bit about the Kai Jones absence from this team. The Hornets released a statement about it. I just want to know how you guys are feeling as teammates with Kai Jones not being here for media day, not looking to participate in training camp with some of the social media behavior. What's been the overall locker room response to Kai Jones' absence? Uh, You know, it kind of sucked. It kind of sucked. It's like you seeing your brother that you, you go to war with, you know, just kind of like a family thing. So if you see him and you – feel like you really can't help him with the situation it's just kind of tough on us but obviously it's it's a important time of the year for us so we got things that we still want to do so that we trying to lock into so we obviously not trying to follow through with the distractions and you know obviously hopefully you know bro can get help or whatever it is yeah hopefully you know things can you know it can work out. How much contact are you or any of the players having with him? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not, I haven't seen him all summer, so I'm not sure how, how much everybody else is talking to him. I'm pretty sure, you know, guys and tried to help him, but, you know, I, I don't know too much about the situation. Terry, you and LaMelo have been a tandem since he entered into the league, and so as he continues on his climb uh, towards superstar status, man, and you've been a star on this team as well, what are those conversations like now as opposed to what they were uh, when he first came into the league? A lot different. A lot different. We talk about, uh, you know, just the importance of the team and how we can get better and how we want to win versus, you know, him when he came in, it was just, you know, the mellow, you know, just being young and just, you know, which is I think is exciting. Most, you know, one of the most exciting player I ever played with. And but it's just conversation. You could just see his growth and just how much that he want to win and how much he wanted what he want to do for the city. So I, I'm just happy to see that and with just person and, and player he's become. All right, Terry, I wanted to do this. You ready to do this, man? You want to do yeah, the taste test? Do Are you allowed to eat chocolate right now? Are yeah, you, I am. How strict is your diet? Okay. <laughs> we got to do this. All right, so with Mr. Feastables, it's the New Jersey patch. You guys announced that really about a couple of hours ago. Yeah, there he is. Terry's looking at it. It looks good, too. The yeah, blue, the little nice. All right, so let's do a taste test of the Feastables candy bar if All you right, want to do that. Do yeah. you want... Mr. Beast milk chocolate, or do you want, and as I say, it's on the wrapper, do you want these nuts? Which one do you want? <laughs> Man, let me get the Mr. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
I was questioning. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering what you were going to say. All right, I guess I'll roll with these nuts then. Let's go with the Feastables, Taste Test, Terry Rogier, Wes Bryant, Walker Mail, all trying it out. Everybody take a bite. Let us know. This was uh, the candy bar that Mr. Beast, the YouTube sensation, is now, uh, is now putting out there. All right, you ready? Let's take a bite. Mmm, good crunch on it. Very good crunch. No dark chocolate. Mmm. I think this tastes good. Triple chocolate. How is it, Terry? Are you a chocolate fiend by any chance? And how are these compared to the other candy bars you've had? I don't know. Who's... who's it's good. It's just, you can tell. It. I don't know. I gotta get. I might have to get a great rating. Who is no, this? no. This is this is uh, Mr. Beast. Feastables is the can- name of the candy bar. They are now the Hornets partner, right? right. So like, let's keep that in mind. Are they Hornets want, partner? I don't want you to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah this, this is real. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I know. Yeah. That's coming. Hornets partner, real good. Yep, 100. percent That Triple is very solid. Triple chocolate. Go get I your like it. I Milky like it. Way chocolate and these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> these. You heard it from Terry Rozier. Yeah, man. And we will end on that dismount. Terry Rozier, the vet of the Charlotte Hornets squad. Joining us here at Media Day, go ahead, mic drop, literal mic drop from Terry. We appreciate him helping us out here today. It's been a lot of fun. And I think we're just going to roll right into it. We're just going to roll right back in. Talking more, maybe candy bars, maybe this upcoming season with Mark Williams, who maybe calling an audible, you know, trying to get the play clock in, trying to get the play from Frank Reich. We might have to call a timeout. Yeah, it's coming down to 3 2 1, like normal. All right, so we'll go ahead and break. We'll come back. Maybe we can work during the break. Let's walk over to Colin and get a play. All right, it's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 927 WFNZ live here at Spectrum Center for Hornets Media Day. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. As I mentioned, we're live at the Spectrum Center here for Hornets Media Day, kicking off the season, getting ready for tip-off on October 25th to help us do that a little bit more so. We've been talking to quite a few players today. Mark Williams up next on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Mark, we'll save you the candy bar tasting, unless you want to. It's your call. Do you want to t- taste more candy bars? Uh, I'll be good. Okay. But, but they're good, though. They're good. <laughs> Company man, Mark Williams, telling you they're good. The big old stamp of approval. The second-year big man out of Duke helping us out, talking a little bit more about this upcoming season. Mark, what have you been working on uh, mostly this offseason, getting ready for your sophomore campaign yeah uh getting healthy uh was the main thing for me uh you know i had surgery uh in june on my thumb uh so getting that right obviously getting stronger um since i've been back obviously you know shooting the ball um you know working on my game offensively um you know continuing to you know be mobile be explosive all those sort of things so 
uh, it's been a good summer for me. You said you were getting stronger. A lot of what media likes to do for every team media day is beyond hardcore muscle watch. People will say, oh, man, he looks big. Yeah, yeah, looks yeah. like he gained about 20 pounds on the muscle, something <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Can you give us how much strength you've gained, one, and also do you have a, uh, a new weight you're bringing in because all the muscle? Yeah, I'm pushing 260 right now. I'm close to 260 right now. Um, how much is that different from last year? Uh, probably like 10, 12 pounds. Okay. okay. Playing-wise. Um, you know, muscle-wise, um, you know, upper body, legs, um, but at the same time, maintaining that explosiveness, um, that bounce off the ground, it's going to be critical for me, so. That was a weird question, Wes. Take it away and get something a little bit better. I yeah, but I just want to ask him, too, you know, once the season was over with, you guys hit the off season. what was that top priority on your get better list? What was it you said, okay, if I'm going to really come and be a real force next season, I need to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sort of those things I mentioned, uh, you know, just continuing to, you know, be a presence defensively, um, protecting the rim, um, offensively, you know, being more of a more of a threat, you know, obviously, you know, around the rim, lob, stuff like that. But, you know, at the same time, playing out the mid post, maybe hitting the three here or there. Um, so just doing a little bit of everything. So what was some of the best advice, though, that you got during your rookie year that you're going to carry with you as you uh, go through this league? Yeah, um, you know, just – Always being uh, receptive to learning. You know, you always got to learn. Uh, you know, you're obviously going up against talented guys every single night. Um, so, you know, just paying attention to the scouting report. Um, you know, knowing your matchups, knowing their tendencies, stuff like that. So, Well, last time we talked to you, we gave you an over-under on threes. I heard you mention it then. Mm -hmm. Steve Clifford has been talking about it a mm -hmm. lot uh, all throughout last season. Mm -hmm. If we gave you an over-under on threes attempted this year, let's set it at like... I think we gave you 10 last mm -hmm. time we talked. Are you taking the over on over 10 threes attempted this season? Yeah. Okay. I would say so. All right. More Mark Williams. Man, how many shooters y'all are you going to be in contention for best shooter on this squad if you do that? <laughs> I mean, why would you work out and not have that be one of your aspirations? You know, every shot I take, I want it to be a good shot. Um, you know, in rhythm, comfortable. Um, yeah. That's true. That's Mark Williams via the Body Works Plus guest hotline here at Spectrum Center for Hornets Media Day. Mark, another thing, anytime we talk about the Hornets, right, mm -hmm. you come up, I think one of the bigger things from you is you are the outlier to players where we try to give the example of improvement not being on an escalator or linear. Mm -hmm. Man, it doesn't matter what what stretch of basketball you play. You mm -hmm. always end better than where you start. Freshman mm -hmm. year at Duke, sophomore mm -hmm. campaign, preseason. Mm -hmm. so it just it happens every single season. Yeah. Man, it, it feels like you are a sponge, as Brandon Miller put it to us a little bit earlier when we got a chance to talk with him. You know, what what is what do you think you're going to be a lot better at at the end of this season? And even just as we've talked about what you've improved on this off year, you know, looking at you taking on a lot more responsibility defensively, what yeah. about even on that end of the floor do you expect to be better at? Yeah, definitely, um, you know, anchoring the defense, um, you know, being more vocal is always going to be critical for me, uh, you know, being decisive with my calls. Um, you know, just having everybody in the right places because, you know, I see everything. Uh, so I think for me, defensively, that's going to be really important. Mark, also, too, you talked about the shooting, but you're also a, a true big man at heart that holds the sure. block down, man. And yeah. so uh, how much pride do you take in becoming a star on this team? And do you think about, I guess, with the game being so three-point driven and mm -hmm. guards and wings, but you being one of the guys that maybe help uh, bring that traditional big man yeah. back to the forefront? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, just always knowing, you know, what my bread and butter is. Um you know, always you want to add to your game, absolutely. But 
at the end of the day, you got to know what your bread and butter is, what at the end of the day you could go to every time and you know it's there. So definitely, you know, on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. So looking back at that rookie year, what was the the moment where you really, uh, you know, just for lack of a better term, got, got served, got your lunch handed to you by God? <laughs> Do you have a payback list this season? But what was that moment in the league where you were just like, whoa, man, this guy's giving me a real problem and I know uh, what's ahead of me now? Mm. I mean, uh, probably when we play Denver here, you know, playing Jokic, I mean, that's MVP. Um, <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to want to get back every time we play Denver. But, yeah, um, you know, really, I mean, every guy in the league is talented. You know what you're going up against. But at the same time, I'm not backing down from anybody. Um, Steve Clifford talked a little bit about the pick-and-roll game mm -hmm. with LaMelo. I imagine you to be a big old part of that this sure. season, working alongside LaMelo. How mm -hmm. excited are you to have that improve as this year goes on? Having a full year under your belt now with yeah. LaMelo, yeah. feels like that pick-and-roll game could really improve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, everybody getting healthy is huge for us. Um, you know, having a healthy Melo back, you know, even in pickup, it's huge. Uh, you know, just starting to build that chemistry more and more. And, you know, to have that, you know, from here on out. That's Mark Williams joining us here at Media Day, live at the Spectrum Center, the uh, second-year center from Duke helping us out um, here at Media Day. We really appreciate it, Mark. Thanks so much for the time, man. We appreciate yep. it, man. Best of luck to you this year. Yep. All right, man. I'm excited about this Hornet season. Hopefully everybody is as well, seeing where they can pick up where they left off. Um, really just... Health-wise, if they can stay healthy, this team has... It's a lot here. It's a lot, man. I mean, you talk about Steve Clifford discussing that this is the most talented team that he's had in a very long time. Of course, Miles coming back, that's going to really help. But Mark Williams, I, I talked about it a little bit there, right? It, you see Mark get better every single stretch of basketball that he plays. This is someone that didn't get a ton of rotation minutes until really after Christmas in this past rookie season. And Steve Clifford told you, he'll play a rookie if he feels like they're ready. Maybe there was some time for him to learn before we got really to the, the time that was necessary for him after Christmas, but then he put him out there, and I thought there were a lot of great signs from him anchoring the defense, as you talked about a little bit more so. You can expect a big old uh, role for Brandon Miller coming up this season. It, this is the exciting part, right? It hasn't gone well for him, win and loss record. Mark Williams, young player, Brandon Miller getting all this praise right now. You're hoping that these guys can really hit the ground running. Yeah, no doubt. And so just, I mean, just looking at Mark Williams right there, man, just the, just a specimen, man. I would love to see, Walker, uh, on social media, you have a challenge to try and score on Mark Williams and see how many times <laughs> that you would be uh, great in trying to do that. Because like the Hustle movie, when they had the challenge in there, of uh, people going out trying to challenge him. I can't remember what it was. Was it the uh, the, the I forgot what the challenge was uh, with, with the player. You're talking about hustle? Yes, about, with hustle. The boa. Yeah, yeah. the boa. The boa. Yeah, challenge. Right. I was going to say anaconda, but I had the wrong snake. Okay. But, uh, the Mark Williams <laughs> was challenge. It the python? It was the cobra. Yeah, the Something Mark like Williams that. challenge. Just you and I getting out there, getting five attempts apiece, and trying to see if we can get a bucket on Mark Williams and see what that would look like. Uh, look, I'm not going to embarrass myself <laughs> today, okay? I'm going to half court. I'm letting it fly, and I'm going to make sure that one of those five attempts can actually get to the basket. Yeah, so, um, but when you look at this team, now, as I said, where the original 
know, Street Fire originated back in those days with Melo, with Miles, and those those guys coming out every night creating highlight-level highlights. I think this team is getting back to that point, and I'm not just saying that just to be saying it because we're here in the Spectrum Center. We know that the injuries uh, took a lot from this team. We know that some of the off-court stuff took away from this team. There's no denying that, but when you look at this team, you go look at Brandon Miller's highlights from Alabama and some of the things that he can do because he's a guy that'll put you on a poster, too, if you're not uh, careful. Then Mark Williams, what he brings, the blocking and the rebounding, and then Melo, those passes and miles. This is going to be a fun group to watch. They're going to be a good watch each night, and I think this is a team that's going to compete. And hopefully, the thing that you want to see if this team is maturing in the direction you want it to go is that this is a team that's hungry and very upset at what happened uh, last season. They feel like injuries robbed them of the season where they could have improved even more and taken another step. Injuries and off-court trouble as well. So this team has got to come out and show the maturity that, hey man, we know what was taken away from us last season and we want to come out and get back to where we were and go beyond that. And so if you look back and compare this team to the Carolina Panthers, right? Not a lot of wins, not a lot of winning seasons for either of these two professional franchises, whether it be the Charlotte Hornets or the Carolina Panthers in the last couple of seasons. But I will say one thing. We have to see what Brandon Miller does, for sure. Everybody's giving a rave review. It was real. Terry's review was real, man, because he doesn't strike me as a uh, guy that will just tell you anything. Terry's excited about Brandon, man. He really is. And you can go listen to that interview again. It's going to be on the website, WFNZ.com, and you can just click on the Weston Walker podcast tab. But he's excited about Brandon. Mark Williams, this is is exactly what you want in a draft pick, right? Where – he shows you a lot of promise, and maybe he gives you some room to improve, for sure. There's potential with Mark Williams, but he also delivers on some of that potential in his rookie season. And now you expect him to improve upon that his second year in the league. Brandon Miller is really talented. You're excited about what he can do his rookie year. The 2021 draft class, that's pretty z- disastrous right now. James Booknight trading up for Kai Jones. Mm -hmm. So that's really three first-round picks when you think about it. And Kai and James Booknight in trading up. The 2021 draft class outside of JT Thor, who you're hoping can contribute, that's not very good. But at least you do have some pieces that this team has drafted that you feel good about going forward. Where I think with the Carolina Panthers draft history, it it looks a little more bleak, Wes. If you look at what they've done in the first round, we all were excited about Icky. It's not been good for him in the first uh, four games of his second season in the league. Bryce Young, we should not write him off after four games or three games of his NFL career. But Bryce Young, not exactly giving us a lot of what we were hoping for at the beginning of this season. So this is where it starts, though, right? It starts with the draft. We'll see what Brandon Miller does. It's a monster pick, him over Scoot Henderson. Big old debate, huge debate. Brandon Miller's the guy. Hopefully he can live up and and contribute a little bit more this year in a way that's – a little bit less pressure than what Bryce Young is doing for the Carolina Panthers because he's not the quarterback of this team. He can come in and be like the third, fourth best player, even fifth, and it will be just fine. Yeah, that's the thing, too. He's got so many guys to learn from, and he's going to be able to ease his way into NBA stardom because he's going to have a lot of guys to learn from, and he's going to come into games with a lot of times uh, in situations where it's not dependent on him being the guy. Like most guys in his position that get drafted number two, they come in, hey, here's the keys to the franchise. 
don't crash the car. Okay, we expect you to ding it up a little bit in your rookie year, but this is the guy that's going to come in and say, listen, man, you know, you, you're going to come in here and play these limited minutes behind these guys. Just come in and hold the fort down, learn, and then when it's your time, we'll unleash you. And I expect him to have a few games during the season where he shows that he is the number two pick, that he is worthy of being what people said. And so uh, that's the thing because we know that Brandon Miller and Scoot are going to be forever linked uh, when you talk about this NBA draft. Because Wimby, to be frank, uh, there's not a lot of prospects that compare to him. Yeah. And I don't think you can really compare any of these guys to him career-wise, even though he will be. But I just think Wimby's going to be special. But it's going to come down to Scoot and Brandon Miller for this franchise as far as the comparisons go, how it's each going to do. But I think Brandon Miller is in a great situation. I mean, Scoot's going to Portland, and the franchise is his. The keys are his. It's all about him. He's replacing the shoes that Damian Lillard has left. And so now with this team, with Brandon Miller, uh, like I said, I, I just think he's in a great spot, man. And I think he has a chance to have a really good, fun rookie season. Don't expect him to necessarily be in a rookie of the year hunt like that because I don't know if the minutes and the shots are going to be there. But I think it's just as far as his own personal development, I think he's in a great situation. Yeah, I wonder if you're looking for a Keegan Murray type of rookie season from Brandon Miller where you're going to a team that is looking to take a step up organizationally, but he's not going to be the guy that drives it. For instance, if you go to the Kings, you have De'Aaron Fox at the helm there. You have Harrison Barnes, who's a vet that is going to get you a few points. You know, you talk about a couple of different vets, even a Malik Monk off of the bench that you can rely on scoring-wise, and Keegan Murray just goes in and makes the right play. Yes, I, I think it's going to be a lot like that, at least that role. I don't know about the numbers and what they're going to look like. I think that's going to be the type of role. Let's go back to the Carolina Panthers, talk about Carolina's loss to Minnesota this weekend. We saw them once again lose, starting 0-4, 21-13 this time against the Vikings. We saw that on Sunday. And a lot of people have been writing in about their disappointment with Miles Sanders, their disappointment with Bryce Young, some of the offseason pieces mm-hmm. that they added, whether it be on the field, Wes, or whether it be a part of the coaching staff. It's a bad question to ask four games in, but the question I want to know is, okay, who are the pieces they added this offseason that are actually helping? Who are those guys that you can point to and unequivocally said, this team is better because of their presence? Ajero Averro, I think, is one. Okay, so coaches are involved. The coaches in are well. involved, too. Okay. Any piece you want to bring, right? right? I think we can look at Ajero Averro, and I think he's got this defense playing very well. This is a Minnesota team that came in 0-3. It was not because of lack of offense. This was a passing offense. Kirk Cousins was on pace for something ridiculous. This is somebody with Justin Jefferson who, yeah, had a couple touchdown passes. But also, if you just look at total yardage for Justin Jefferson, I will take 80, or, uh, yeah, 85 yards all day long. He was averaging 150. So you cut it in <laughs> half, I'll take that all day long. And Hawkinson, only 24 yards. Osborne, only 16. Akers, only 11 receptions. They held the offense in, che- in check for the most part. Avero is that guy for me that I look at first and foremost. I think Von Bell is still a better safety than not having him, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, man. It doesn't look like anybody's helping right now on this football team, whether it be the draft class, whether it be the offensive staff. It's hard to point to anybody offensively and say, yeah, they're helping this team right now. Adam Thielen might be the only exception. Yes, yes, that's who I was going to point to, Adam Thielen. He's averaging 71 yards per game right now. He's got a couple of touchdowns, and he's got 27 receptions, and I think he's definitely been a guy that's coming in and showing what he can do, and right now he's on pace to get that uh, 1,000 yards. <laughs> I said preseason among the You are holding on to that. 
things. Not yes. just a few things, but just saying, just reminding people that he's uh, on pace for that as well. So I think that he's a guy that you can point to and say that he is helping thus far. But other than that, man, you're right. I mean, offensively, there's virtually anybody outside of uh, Adam Thielen that you can point to and say that they're really helping this team. Uh, defensively, Von Bell's leading the league and ta- leading the team in tackles. But still, when you watch him out there, as far as impact and and, and making huge plays, I mean, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, just the the greatest impact that he's making on the team. This defense, though, has been playing uh, solid football, man. And then you got to say that uh, KGH is a guy yeah. that's come in and he's been able to provide them with some with some steady play. Uh, I feel like the defense played admirably yesterday, and then he got a big interception. So yeah, the guys on the defensive side of the ball have come in and been able to help this team a little bit. And Justin Houston's popped up here and there, uh, half a sack in four games, though. So that's kind of going on the trajectory that he had last year in the second half of last season where he didn't give you a ton, but he's still been making some pressures, been making some plays, and I feel like he's definitely been helping the youth a lot more, especially uh, Gross Matos. I feel like that I know that Houston's tutelage, along with others, have been uh, helping him. Yeah, if if you just look offensively, Adam Thielen has been someone that's really stepped up as the target. How about TMJ? Got a lot of receptions in this game for Carolina. Nine receptions. Only 56 yards, so not a lot of downfield passing attack. But then again, who is threatening downfield? you got to hold on to the ball. He fumbled twice. One time it was out of bounds, and then the other time he fumbled too, though. Yeah, he, no, he does. 100% needs to hold on to the football. But 10 targets, 9 receptions. There was the deep pass to Terrace Marshall that got called back. I forget what that was for. It might have been Iki Aquanu being downfield. But Terrace Marshall getting involved. DJ Chark, last game contributed. Not really. You know, this in, in this game. Looking at Miles Sanders, not really in this yeah, game. That's got to be the biggest yeah. disappointment thus far of the additions. Well, and even Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, after being heavily involved against the Falcons, he's been missing the last few games That's out there. a question. Really quick, though. Do you think that teams started targeting him after the first game, knowing that Carolina had a rookie quarterback and saying, okay, not going necessarily with the old myth with tight ends <laughs> oh, right. and rookies, but just saying, hey, this is a guy that they definitely showed uh, a lot of interest in targeting in week one. Let's try to take him away when they want to pass the ball. I mean, well, I remember the, the quote from Bryce Young after week two. Somebody asked Bryce about the lack of involvement of Hayden Hurst and the tight ends, and he said, that was coming in from coaching. It's not like he has a ton of control over that. They did throw to Ian Thomas in the end zone. I thought Ian Thomas, it would have been a tough catch. Probably could have made a better play on that ball. I thought it was the right placement if you were going to throw there in the end zone. I don't know if you saw it differently, Wes. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that you weren't able to connect, it was a hard play to connect on. But other than that, man, only the one target to Ian Thomas, three targets to Hurst, only the one reception for seven yards, no Tommy Tremble, and it was really Terrace Marshall Jr. and Adam Thielen that were involved in the passing game. You mentioned the PFF grades just real quickly. Um, I don't want to harp on any of these grades, really. I just want to look at Chandler Zavala once again coming in as the worst graded player. It's disaster time for Chandler Zavala. Like, I'm not saying he'll never be a good player in this league, but, Wes, it looks awful right now coming from that guard position. And I think when we talk about Frank Reich's play calling because he's so scared of the offensive line, 
you look at Zavala just not being able to get right, man. Like, it just can't happen for him at this point in the season. And it's unfortunate. We liked him coming in. We thought that he could contribute in a way to where maybe he could build on something that was a nice foundation. Mm -hmm. But he's not giving you a nice foundation, and certainly not so in pass protection. No, I mean, this is a player that when you look at him for the season, I mean, it's just been bad game after bad game. And it's just to the point where, especially with offensive linemen, listen, this isn't a quarterback where you have to know every single thing that every everybody is doing on the offense and so this is a position at left guard or right guard if you swing you got another play obviously you have to know uh, which directions you're going in and whatnot but it just doesn't look like anything's clicking for him and that's the thing that disappoints you the most is this young man just play in play out he's a liability and you rarely see yeah. instances where you're saying hey you know he looks good or he's playing well or he's serviceable especially out of a fourth rounder put into the position that he was put in with injuries where he's forced to step in he probably would have been better suited to be a backup this season but yet and still when he comes in you see not a lot positive at all uh coming from this young man he just doesn't look ready to step out there and play nfl football i mean for the season my lord i mean he's yeah. got a 7.2 pass blocking grade and a 27.4 offensive grade i've never seen anything like it so yeah i mean you just have to just be clear from the jump i mean i feel like that this young man was a miss yeah it looks like it and hopefully he can pick it back up but as soon as austin corbett's coming back which he's eligible to after ir then maybe that's the time that zavala hits the sideline again but yeah. if corbett doesn't come back you expect to see a lot of the same from this offensive line. That won't line. matter unless they bring in Orlando Pace and Nate Newton, Larry Allen, <laughs> and West Bryant. Dawson. And West Bryant. All right, <laughs> we got one. Right we got one more segment to go. We'll wrap things up here at the Spectrum Center for Hornets Media Day. It's Wes and Walker Sports Radio, ninety-two-seven WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Wesson Walker finishing up here at Spectrum Center. Hornets Media Day. Always chaotic, but a good chaos. We had a candy bar taste test with Terry Rogier. That was a lot of fun. I think we were getting some side eyes saying, okay, please stop saying the name of the peanut butter flavored candy bar. We were getting that. 
We apologize to our partner with the Charlotte Hornets, but I'm sorry, you can't hand me this candy bar and not expect to name the title of the flavor. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to talk about it, and I did that with Terry. They had it. I but mean, seriously. We had a fun time with Terry. You can go check out that interview on our website, WFNZ.com, alongside Mark Williams, talking about his second season, and Brandon Miller, the second overall pick extraordinaire, and Terry talking about Brandon Miller, big-time glowing review. Like it, it, I know we keep going back to that, Wes, but it was nice that we got something that felt genuine because a lot of times when you'll ask a veteran about a rookie, you'll get the cookie-cutter answer. He's great. He works hard. He's really smart. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They're going through the motions. But it felt like we got emotion from Terry speaking about this second overall pick. And I think that is a, a – there's a difference. You know, call me naive. That's fine. I just don't feel like you get that a lot. We, we didn't – I don't think we got that kind of excitement from Mark Williams last year. And it doesn't mean that no. people, you know Lamelo was saying, "No, Big Mark, that's my guy, whatever," and then said, "Yeah, man, he's going to help. You know, he's going to help us quite a bit." But we don't see that kind of emotion when veterans talk about your younger players. And I thought that was really cool to see. Yeah, it definitely was because it was a reaction. You can tell when guys are really genuine, and you can tell by the way different questions hit how they feel about it. And when we asked him about Brandon, man, he just he was gushing pretty much. He was like, "Whew, mm-hmm. yeah." You you could tell players know, man, and and guys, you know. Sometimes you can tell when they give you those canned answers that it's a crapshoot as to how they're going to be. With, with Terry, it felt like an honest, genuine response that he is really excited about what Miller brings. And also the comment that he made. He wasn't just like the the uh, the cliche, he's athletic and he's yeah. strong and he's this. He yeah. said, you know, he was talking about the pace that he plays at, yeah. how he's ahead of a lot of young guys in that department. So he gave some nuanced answers that made me feel good about it. Well, yeah, and, and it was no secret. I'm not fooling anybody with my love for Brandon Miller. I was a huge huge Scoot Henderson fan coming into this season, but the thing that allows Brandon to, I think, make a real contribution as soon as year one, that guy does make the right play. We saw it in Summer League to the point where we wanted more aggression from him. I just don't know if it really called for that, because more aggression would be great, but you don't have the supporting cast at Summer League. You don't have a real point guard to really help that team, and that was always a legitimate excuse as to why Brandon wasn't crazy efficient until we get to the last game. He goes for over 20. It's by far his best outing, and then they call it quits. Like, nope, we're ending on a good note. He's done. Get ready for October 25th because he'll be playing the first game. So I think that was nice to see. And I think that was the pacing, too, that Terry talked about. Yeah, he wasn't out right. there in Summer League trying to be 25 shots a night. I'm going to go as hard as I can go recklessly. All right, I, I did want to get to this too i'm surprised we haven't talked about it we should have but horse show dad he wrote in on the text line what i thought was a good question especially for someone that used to be an offensive lineman on this show (laughs) and i know it's a surprise but it wasn't me it was actually Wes, the 6-4 you know used to be 315 pound guy so this is what we got for you Wes. okay please tell me you were disgusted when bryce took that cheap shot after the false start penalty not a single bleeping player stood up for him that tells you the mentality of this sorry bleep team, horse show dad. Wes, you responded, yeah, someone should have been uh, choked out, Choke. something like yes. that. Go yes. ahead and say it. I didn't want to put words in your mouth, but you said it. <laughs> I mean, football is a violent, you. nasty game. Let's just call it what it is, and if you mess with my quarterback, it's going to get violent and nasty. At worst, you're going to get 
you should have had someone running down on him and had to been pulled back by his teammates because of what was about to transpire. But the moment that you hit my quarterback out of turn like that, I'm either going to push you very hard in your face mask with both of my hands, or I'm going to go for your <laughs> neck. And then there's going to be a lot of curse words exchanged, and we're going to get into it because you, you don't do my quarterback like that. And that is true, the mentality of this team. That's soft. We saw Dion during all season get mad at his team for not fighting with each other and having each other's back. You can't touch the family jewels and think you're going to get out unscathed when you're talking about the quarterback, the franchise player. You don't touch him and just mistreat him and think you're going to come out of this alive because guess what? If another team looks at it, they're going to try to do the same thing. Two things. Did you just, what did you refer to as Bryce Young? The family jewels. It's not usually what that refers to, but we'll move on. I know exactly what it refers to. <laughs> okay. But in terms of the just treasures. Wanted, just wanted to make sure I heard that. Yeah, correctly. no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you even went multiple there. You put an S on it. That made yeah. me think about something different. The second thing is, I will agree with you. It's the way that there wasn't any resistance. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there wasn't even an offensive lineman in the face. I forget who it was, but. There wasn't even an offensive lineman in, in the face of that guy who hit Bryce Young the way he did. He got out totally unscathed. It was totally fine. I mean, look, I'm not going to act like I've been in the locker room with my brothers who were also offensive linemen and say, this is what you do for the quarterback. Mm -hmm. But I've heard enough offensive linemen talk about it. Yeah. I sit next to one every day. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it's pretty easy to see that somebody should have stepped up for him in that. Like, is James Campen? Is he chastising that room right now? For <laughs> oh, that? no doubt. No doubt about it. And, and it, too, it's a reflection of the confidence they have in their own play right now. Guys are worried about how they're playing and the mistakes that they're making. That's what you see when guys don't step up and do stuff. They're so nervous and so in their heads about what's going on that they don't even want to run down on somebody. Because I'll tell you what, hit Jalen Hurts like that. Hit Brock Purdy like that. Hit Patrick Mahomes or any of those guys. Hell, even though they're struggling, hit jo- uh, Joe Burrow like that and see if there won't be yellow flags flying everywhere from those linemen jacking you up. Hit Wes Bryant like that. See if I'm not in your face. That's right. Hit touch Walker Mail and see if you're walking out alive. Get as LaMelo walks out here with his selfie stick. Yeah, yeah. Put put Fitty down on the ground. See if we don't come at you. Yeah, put Fitty down on the ground. I probably won't do much, but, you know. <laughs> That's a, no, he don't mean it. He don't mean it. All right, that'll do it nah, for Wes Walker. Gonna let nobody touch you, Fitty. Live at Hornets Media Day. We will put a bow on things. Send it back to the Planet Kia Studios where Kyle Bailey and Smoke Ludwig have you covered. Big thanks to Fitty back there in those studios as well. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.